most of the Ozark soils, and even here in the flatlands, are naturally acidic. Mm-hmm. What is that doing under the ground? Well, it's preventing the roots from taking up nutrients. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. almost, if, it's, if you need lime and you haven't put it out, you're planting your seeds, you basically they have a stranglehold on your roots. Boots on my feet, bow in my hand. Walking in the early presents. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors, everybody. We are in the studio. I haven't been here forever, Redbone. I know. Seems like it's been a while. I almost forgot what you look like. Yeah, Wayne. As long as you stay six feet away from me, I'll be just fine. (laughs) I thought you were taller. Quit holding my hand, Wayne. (laughs) Let go of my hand, Wayne. I'm measuring six feet there. Let go of my hand, I'm measuring six feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, everybody, welcome to the show. We've got a great show, as always, lined up, and uh, we're going to talk about some local events and some local things going on, and nationally, and worldly. Uh, We've got some stuff going on in the state of Missouri right here, and we've got... uh, I'm getting a phone call right now from Jason Bean, our new senator. Oh. How you doing, Jason? How you doing? Well, I told my wife a little while ago, after about two or three hours of sleep, I'm already seeing double today. <laughs> We're recording the radio show, and believe it or not, you're on the radio show right now as we speak. I want to congratulate you for winning the Senate race, sir. Awesome. I do appreciate it. I'm very excited. Yes, sir. So uh, you had a lot of people behind you, uh, Senator, and uh, I think what helped you win this race, and this was unexpected, everybody, him to call. Believe it or not, it was not planned, but we want to talk with him while he's here on the line with us. Senator, what you stand for really resonated with the people. Yes, sir. Being a farmer, being a country boy, uh, supporting public schools, the economy, these things really resonated with people, and they they really grasped onto your message, and they believed in you. You won with 40, 46% of the vote. Am I correct? Yes, sir, 46% of the vote. We had about 26 points spread between our nearest uh, opponent, and I am just truly humble. And, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, this is, this is how I this is why I was born and raised. I'm still basically the same person I was, uh, you know, and always been enjoyed being brought up in a rural area. And, uh, like I said, I'm truly humbled. Very, very humbled. Yeah. You're truly blessed. Yes. And now the work begins. Now the work begins, Senator. <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. I, uh, that's uh, that's what I said. We're going to hit the ground running. We want to meet with all of our county commissioners and all of our mayors and all of our sheriffs and, um, you know, just move along, moving to uh, see what we need out there, understand each community's needs, um, what their uh, pluses are. Like I say, I'm ready to hit the ground because uh, I know I'm not sworn in until January, but, hey, it starts right now. Oh, yeah, that's what I like about him, guys. Jason's full of fire and vinegar, man. He's full of gunpowder. Well, I know my my wife had a chance to talk to his wife. Yeah, and, Desi. Uh, yeah, and when she saw that uh, this morning that he won, she's like, "Man, it was so nice to meet a, a you know a, a nice couple." She goes, "Now I can turn around and say, I'm, now I know famous couple." <laughs> <laughs> 
Redbone, I know Redbones wanted probably wanted to say something to you here. Redbones, our director of operations here, and our director of the radio show. So he's going to say. Well, I'm 12 feet away, just to keep my social distance. I don't know if he can hear me or not. But anyway, I just want to say congratulations, and uh, we'll be looking for good things coming from you and your constituents in Jeff City. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, I've said all along my number one priority is economic development. Second priority is workforce development. And we're going to stay right on that track. Proud to be pro-life. Proud to be very, very pro-Second Amendment. And uh, like I said, I'm ready to get started. I love the people of the 25th District. The one thing that I've learned in life, um, I've built a successful business. And I did it with the help of people. So I'm going to need everybody's help. We're going to work together, and we're going to make big changes in the 25th. Wow. Well said, Senator. We're Again, we're so proud of you, and we're looking forward to uh, visiting with you again. And by the way, we need to have a big celebration cookout in October. Did Desi tell you? She did. She told me, and I look forward to it. Uh, like I say, I, I, uh, um, you bring the watermelons. About driving up here. Yeah, you bring the watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> watermelons may be gone by October. Maybe we can figure out something else. So. Awesome, Senator. Thank you so much for everything, and thanks for calling in. You didn't know you was going to be on the radio show, did you? <laughs> I, I didn't. I'm serious when I said I've had about two hours of sleep, and I'm literally seeing double. But, uh, hey, it's exciting. That's part of it. So. Yes, sir. Senator, we're going to let you go. Thank you for calling, and I'll try to call you tomorrow, and we'll catch up, okay? Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. There he was, folks, the senator of the 25th District. I didn't even know he was going to call in Redbone Wayne. I didn't. <laughs> always a pleasant surprise. That always was a very, surprise. That was very nice of him to call. He was calling to thank thank me for campaigning for him, you know. Well, what was nice is he was one of the uh, – that drew us to him is the fact that he's pro-Second Amendment. He was in, in, endorsed by the right to life, mm-hmm. you know, because of his, uh, his beliefs in that. And that's always attractive for our family, you know, that's for sure. He doesn't represent my district, but congratulations to him anyway. <laughs> I knew what he was going to say. He couldn't vote for him. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about new rules with MSHA. This M- yeah, oh, with Misha, Missouri State High School Activity Association. Yeah. Well, this week they've, they've done a couple of things, Alex. And, and, you know, everybody's wondering what's going to happen to fall sports. Yeah. And with, with COVID going on, what is going to be the ruling? What's, what's going to happen? And what Misha did on Tuesday, they, they came out with a news release that said they were going uh, to allow schools that are opening as usual. It's, it's sports as usual. Everything, everything is a go. Practice starting on the 10th. You know, full contact, games be no problem. Yeah. Uh, now, they said that schools that are doing virtual only, they will not be able to play games. All right, that's what, that's what Misha said on Tuesday. Now, on Wednesday, they have come back and they said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to leave that up to that local school district and their local health oh, department. Man. If they want to do, you know, if they're doing virtual school, but the school board and the local health department says it's okay to play the games, then they're going to allow them to play the games. I have a question. Yeah. Did they all got to wear these COVID masks when they play football? Well, they're, they're uh, probably. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you laugh about it, but probably. Yeah, I'll say that. Uh, and especially at practice, and the coaches will all be wearing them, and, uh, and support staff will all be wearing them. So, uh, yeah. But, but here's the thing that kind of bothers me about Misha on this, without – 
being too negative because they do a great job of governing our high school sports overall. But they're kind of being wishy-washy on this, oh, we're going to have games because we're doing virtual school instead of in-person. Uh, so they kind of passed that buck on to the local school boards and the local health department. So we'll see what comes of it. But it really is kind of a big mess. I just know that in our part of the country, and, and also there are schools in southwest Missouri that are not going to travel outside of their area. Hmm. So if there's a school in central Missouri or in south central Missouri yeah. that plays somebody in southwest Missouri, uh, there are a number of schools there that are going to say, you know, we're not playing you. Wow, that makes me think. I was on a phone call today with a, one of our clients with Beezer Industrial Professionals in the state of Oklahoma, and I'm doing a site visit there tomorrow to plant. And he, the questions he asked me, I need to ask you these questions. And I said, okay, have you been to Texas, uh, South Carolina, yep. and I don't remember the other state? And I said, no, sir. Because well, those are the hot spot states for COVID right now. Yeah. So I hope the other said, one was California. California. Yep. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, Although their numbers are going down in yeah. California. Yeah. 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 All right. We Everybody, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we've got our special guest, Mr. Brad Doyle with Eagle Seed. We're going to be talking about food plots. We're going to educate you. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more America Reach Outdoors right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Tippin, and you're listening to my old buddy, Alex Rutledge, with American Roots Outdoors. And good friends. I've been on a big board for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to a holler. Hornady presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. As promised, we've got a great show lined up for y'all. You know, it is food plot time. For all you deer hunters and turkey hunters out there, and uh, what better guest could we have on the show, Wayne, than Brad Doyle of the Eagle State? I think we've heard that name before. I think we have. Time or two. A time or two. Brad, (laughs) welcome welcome here. Thanks, guys, for having me today. Yeah, where are you at today, Brad? I'm here in uh, northeast Arkansas. I just got to the house. Uh, Been a long day at work, uh, watching the sunshine and... uh, Actually doing some, some farming. We're irrigating soybeans right now. Wow. And you sound like you might be a little bit tired. We know how farmers are. They're hard workers, and they get pretty worn out. This is especially a, a crucial time for you guys right now, isn't it? It is. We, you know, we were supposed to get three to four inches of rain this past week, and out of that uh, hurricane that came from the Gulf Coast, and we ended up with probably about a quarter inch is all we got. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. We we're supposed to get four or five inches here in southwest Missouri and northern Arkansas. And I think I got about an inch, and it was all in 20 minutes on Sunday. <laughs> right. <laughs> crazy. So, yeah, and all that, we were, we were trying to be prepared for it. We stopped irrigating our rice, and we, were, uh, we kind of postponed the, the next irrigation for soybeans, but we're back at it hard, hard and, and heavy today. Well, beautiful, beautiful. Everybody, if you're just joining us, we've got Mr. Brad Doyle of Eagle Seed. Brad is the president of Eagle Seed, spokesman for their company. It's a family-owned business. And what we want to do, some of you have heard him before and know him, but some of you don't really know his American roots. And what we're going to do is dig deep, Wayne Redbone, into Eagle Seed and Brad Doyle, how the company was founded, etc. So I guess my first question, who is Eagle Seed and who is Brad Doyle? Well, yes, love to 
love to uh, share the family story. Do we need yeah. to do that again? I'm sorry, I had the phone ring. No, you're fine. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let me start off with a little history. Uh, my, It's actually my wife's family's business, mm-hmm. and grandfather came down from Iowa way back in the early 1900s and settled in this area, cleared the land, started farming, soybeans and rice, actually sold seed early on in the really? early 1900s, but wow. it wasn't until... 1975, when my father-in-law and mother-in-law started Eagle Seed Company. Wow. Eagle Seed, the name came from a nickname that my uh, her grandfather had. He was called Big Eagle. So we are very proud to have four generations now working on the farm. Wow, beautiful. And let's talk about those those generations real quick. So, yeah, Joyce's grandfather, uh, her father, Joyce, and then our son, Cody, as you know, Alex, oh, he has yeah. actually done a fantastic job planting and preparing the fields. Uh, we sit down and discuss it every winter, what we need planted. We're primarily soybeans, rice, and wheat, and he is just a hard worker, and uh, we're very proud of him. And he, he loves allows us he... to uh, work at the seed plant and do our day-to-day business there, marketing seed all over the U.S. while he's doing the, the hard, you know, hot heavy lifting out here well he's he is very passionate about farming him and i've had some very deep conversations about it wayne this guy is absolutely it's in his roots to be a a farmer and planting all this stuff and uh, he, he really when he talks he talks with passion like he's excited to jump on that big tractor he is <laughs> yes and you know i think there's a great connection with farmers and and the outdoors because they make their living off the land, they see the wildlife that use it during the year, mm-hmm. uh, and then for most, if they harvest the crop in time, they actually get to go out and enjoy, you know, deer hunting in the in the fall and, and turkey hunting in the spring and might even go fishing in the summertime, you know, when the crop's yeah. laid by. Yeah, well, it's pretty neat, uh, your, your story. And, and what I want to touch on here, since we're talking about the roots of Eagle Seed and Brad Doyle, Let's talk now about Brad Doyle. Brad Doyle was born and raised, and let's go from there. Yes, so I was born in East Arkansas in Crittenden County. Uh, My great-grandfather was a farmer, but that generation, uh, he got in the oil business, and my grandfather went off and got an ag degree, but there were just too many children back then, and so the farm... uh, farming part of that side of the family kind of vanished but i pursued agriculture out of my uh, love for it you know went to college for it uh, was a crop consultant so studied agronomy and then put that you know to the test every day walking fields and you know when i say a crop consultant I, we work for farmers that planted cotton mm-hmm. corn grain sorghum soybean rice peanuts and wheat and it was my job to go out looking for insects, uh, wow. disease, controlling weeds, recommendations for fertility, variety selection. So you just kind of, uh, you know, have to know a little bit of everything. And, and the over the years experience got me to graduate school where I met Joyce. And the rest is history. And you guys <laughs> fell in love. <laughs> That's exactly right. It was a wonderful experience. Um meeting her and and her father at the time. He's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, Joyce and I, we, she went off to graduate school and got a Ph.D. in, in, uh, in plant breeding, father, following in her father's footsteps. And so he left us before he could really get to see this part of the, the business really take off. That's going to be pretty tough. So you say you went to college to get that degree. Where did you go? Uh, I went to Arkansas State University in, in northeast Arkansas in Jonesboro. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great, great college and uh, met a... I've got lifelong friends that I met there, so uh, just been a great experience, and I'm still just 20 miles away, so, you know, I still keep in touch with the staff and the professors there. Yeah, they really have a great ag department down there, and, and you know, specializing in, in, of course, the row crops because of where they're geographically located. So, And, and Brad, so now, um, you know, when, when y'all started Eagle Seed, I mean, what was it always the intention of creating, you know, forage oats and forage beans and, and the things that y'all are doing now or is that or is that something as the business has kind of morphed as the need yeah. came so, about you know we're, we're in a really strong soybean and rice growing area mm-hmm. and that was uh what the the seed company supplies and still supplies to this day to the local farmers but i brought in my passion for hunting mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and food plots and so you know i kind of help evolve that business into what it is today and so what once was a seasonal you know time for spring spring seed and fall harvest now we're almost 12 months a year <laughs> moving seed all over the united states because the northern guys plant a little earlier mm-hmm. on their fall food plots and the, the southern guys plant a little later so there's there's not a lot of downtime anymore and i love it i mean i love mm-hmm. visiting with customers who have little to no knowledge of, of agriculture or, or just management of, of planting and fertility. So it gets me really excited. It's a very rewarding business to be in. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Everybody, if you just joined the show, we've got Mr. Brad Dole, the president of Eagle Seed and the spokesman for the company. And we just talked about the, the American roots of the company and of Brad Dole. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more in depth about how to prepare your ground for proper food plots. Don't go away. We'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Right here, right now, this is Chancey Walters listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, the Ozark Herd Bull. Hornady presents... American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. I'm Red Bull Mike Crace. We've got uh, Alex in the studio with us. First time in months. And we got <laughs> I'm Wayne, afraid of COVID. Uh, Wayne Locke is here with us in the studio. And uh, Brad Doyle from Eagle Seeds is on the phone line. And uh, uh, now, uh, you know, are we a little bit late for getting food plots in for the fall, Brad? I'm just going to start right there. Are we a little bit late? or, or No, we got we're, we're, we're a little early, I would say, for our area. Okay, we, we've good. got northern clients in Minnesota and Michigan who have, who started in late July, but I'm, you know, I'm still about 10 days out before I even uh, try to get in the field. And, of course, one of the most limiting things we have in August is soil moisture. So Mm -hmm. I I just want to make sure that I do have moisture Mm -hmm. when I do try to plant the the plot. If not, I'm going to plant it, and I'm going to have to wait for rain before it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say, and speaking of that, excuse me, when – when the person decides, hey, I'm going to put a food plot in, and they've talked to you, and they find out, okay, I, just, I still fall in that, that timeline. I can get it in now for the fall time. 
What is the first thing that you tell them that they need to do before they even purchase the seed from you? Great question, Wayne. One would be make sure your tractor's operable, right? You know all about having a, tra- a dependable tractor. Oh, someone, you just, you, you just had to bring that up. Actually, but you know what? I got my, I got my tractor back. Thank you, Corey, for fixing it. But it is so nice. Now, we were just talking about that on the way up here. I can stick the key in, turn it, push a button, and it starts right up. I haven't had that in three years. You don't need a tractor, but, but it is a great tool to have. But soil sampling, you know, soil sampling, what does it do? It's, it tells us about the soil pH, uh, how much acid the soil or basic the soil is. That's a very important um, analysis to have because acidic soils, which most of the Ozark soils and even here in the flatlands, are naturally acidic. Mm-hmm. What is that doing under the ground? Well, it's mm-hmm. preventing the roots from taking up nutrients. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's almost, if it's if you need lime and you haven't put it out, you're planting your seeds, you basically, they have a stranglehold on your roots, not allowing them to take up nutrients. So they're going to suffer. And it, with that information, we know exactly how much lime to apply Lime takes time, so if you can get the lime out, have it working, we, you know, as we're planting what we're going to do, that will enable you to, when you get ready to plant and fertilize, you'll be ready for all of that. Now, do you have a preference of pellet lime or powdered lime? Or I would go with powdered lime, ag lime, as the most efficient and the, and the most economical, but that requires special equipment, you know, the... the uh, the co-ops usually have to do that or, or rent out their equipment to do that. Pellet lime, you and I can do with a four-wheeler and a spreader or even a backpack, and so it is more easier. And, and we can go down to the local hardware store and usually find pelletized right. lime. And, and going back to the soil sampling, uh, is that something where people can send the dirt samples in to you? Or? No, we do not, Wayne. Uh, there are private labs throughout the U.S., but there's also uh, – you know, University of Missouri, University of Arkansas, they have uh, labs. Actually, in Arkansas, it's free. So if you're a resident of Arkansas, it's free to soil test. Missouri may be a little different, but, you know, any if you pay $8 or you pay 15 it's well worth the information. Yeah, I took mine to Missouri, and it was uh, $24. But I had um, three different areas of my property done, so that's probably why it was a little bit more. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, great information. Well, I want to share something with some of our listeners, so I'm, if I may uh, join in with you guys. The uh, We've done a project up in uh, Ohio at the famous plant of miracle Grow. Y'all know who miracle Grow is? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, they, we went to the plant, and I, I worked for Visa Industrial Professionals, and while we was at the plant, we obtained some very, very knowledgeable information from them. And uh, Tim Rowland, our district manager for the Midwest Division here, he had told me he had visited with them, and he said the secret to growing anything is putting the lime in the right time before you go to plant so it can can uh, actually dissolve within the dirt and kill the acid, as you, as you just said, Brad. But they said you can actually take some products on a rock, if you lay lime on it, and that lime, after a period of time, after you put it in the fall, lime in the fall, go back in the spring, break your dirt, or put it on that rock, 
and fertilize it, it will grow on a rock. That's like wheat or some grasses. And you may have seen this before, Brad. But the secret is lime and fertilizer and getting that pH correct. And that's what you just talked about, Brad. It's chemistry, yeah. We're just trying to balance out the soil so anything you plant will grow to its maximum potential. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I want to add to this, too, Redbone, is that, you know, I talked to a lot of guys. I remember when I first started food plotting and somebody said, oh, you better lime that. And I said, oh, no, I ain't going to do that. I'll just put the seed in the ground. Well, I didn't have very good food plots. But when I started listening to Brad Doyle, my food plots went from so-so to magnificent. So, Yeah, and, and putting that lime down and fertilizer will also help with your weed control. It does. It sure does. And uh, we're going to talk about that, Brad. We just got about a minute and a half left here. What's the secret to weed control? And we just touched on it just for a bit there and keeping weeds out of your food plots. So fall food plots, I, I really think it starts with a good stand. Mm-hmm. If you have the potential for, uh, for good growth, you get all the plants up from the seed that you planted, you're going to outcompete the weeds. There that, you go. that to me is more important than anything in weed control is just having, uh, you're in control when you go out there and plant, whether you disc or you drill, but you can get a head start with the wheat, the oats, the turnips, whatever we're planting over the chickweed or hen bit or mm-hmm. the, you know, the rye that's out there. So that, that's what's critical. We plant a little earlier and we get a good stand. That, there's nothing better than shading the weeds out. Well, that, that totally defeats what I thought it, the answer was going to be because I just made a Facebook post to help control my weeds. I was looking for a 14-year-old kid to come through. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, we're going to go to a break. You're listening to Brad Doyle of Eagle Seed sharing his knowledge to help you all plant better food plots. Don't go away. We'll be right back with the final segment of American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, this is Eddie Salter, and you listen to American Roots and Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart, so you never gotta worry. What the Hornady presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge. I'm Wayne Locke. Mike Crace is in the studio, and we have Brad Doyle on the phone from Eagle Seed. Brad, the last time you were on, I asked you if you could do me a favor and talk to your R&D department <laughs> and see if they can develop a titanium or diamond tip root that can break through this Missouri rock. And I've, I've given you about six weeks to come up with something. Have you had any success yet? Wayne, we're still working on it. It's in the, it's in the lab. <laughs> hey, I got one for you. Everybody. That and a check is in the mail. I'm hey, hearing that yeah. all the time. <laughs> I got one for you. Ready? Wayne gets his tractor back. I hear him over there. You hear him kick on his bush all. Boom! Bang! And Linda looked at me and I looked at her and I said, he got his tractor back. <laughs> I'm putting her to work. I'm cutting down every sapling I can hit. and Stumps and rocks. Rocks and... Yep, I'm. Hey, I've always said if brush hog stops working, then you just put on a new blade and go at it again. Awesome, awesome. This segment, everybody, the last segment of the radio show, and we got a bonus segment coming up after the radio show. If you're listening to the podcast, and Wayne's going to tell you real quick about the podcast. Yeah, you can find the podcast on any podcast carrier, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it, we're on it. Um, Spotify, Spotify. Yep, yeah. and uh, also you can if you don't know what you. Uh, 
you need to do, just click, go to our Facebook page, click on the, uh, the newest episode of the podcast, and it is set up to automatically take your phone directly to the podcast carrier that is set for you. But speaking of Facebook real quick, yeah. uh, we have a Facebook frame that uh, was developed, and uh, I'm proud to say we have a lot of people that are now using our Facebook frame for their profile picture, mm-hmm. and we did a drawing, and Nicole Clark uh, won a autographed hat and some stickers and that for a uh, putting her uh, Facebook frame on her profile she's from canada is she no 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 she is from she's from ohio okay i believe yeah i believe newark ohio uh but we're going to be running another contest here in in another month or so we're going to let you know give people a chance to get their uh their profile pictures with our facebook frame on it just type in american roots outdoors in your profile frame area and it'll automatically come up there you go everybody if you want to listen to the bonus segment just listen to your podcast. That's the only way you're going to hear the bonus segment. Yeah. And this, leave a review. Yep, leave please leave a review. It really helps us out in our standings and gets the word out. And uh, we're not going to end this conversation with Brad at the end of this segment here. It's going to continue with the uh, the bonus, but you got to listen to it on the podcast. You know what the bonus segment is? Is it's titled and our outline for it is how to grow the secrets of growing healthier food plots that's one you're not going to want to miss i promise you you need to sign up for the podcast so anyway here we go what is the best blends to plant for deer turkey elk or quail no matter where you're at say here in the ozarks we've got elk now we got turkey we got deer and we've got some quail not a lot but some quail what is the best blend out there you feel that eagle seed makes so, Alex, as you recall, you and I, you know, we had a visit a year or two mm-hmm. ago, and mm-hmm. we, we came up with a blend after some testing we did on your farm, mm-hmm. and we feel like our our blend we call Smorgasbord is, <laughs> is just an all-around fantastic blend because it does give you the attraction for the deer. Mm-hmm. We've got clover in there for mm-hmm. turkeys in the next spring, but this can be planted Mid, mid-August, mid late August, 1st of September, and it can last into July of the following year. So it's a very long-term food mm-hmm. plot. It's not very susceptible to over-browse like mm-hmm. soybeans are in the mm-hmm. spring, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a great all-around. It has cereal grains, brassicas, and clovers. And I must so tell all those you... different species in there, and we've chosen uh, for a reason... And we just want to maximize uh, nutritional um, biomass on on your property to feed as many animals as possible. And also, you you talk about quail. Mm -hmm. If we can give some height in the spring uh, against avian predators for, you know, young turkeys or Mm -hmm. young birds, Mm -hmm. even fawns that are dropping. So there's a a lot lot going on there, and we feel like we've, we've made a really good blend there. What a great product that we created there. And I must tell you, uh, I went back and mowed a path around the edge of my field here about a month ago. And you ought to see my clover, everybody. I'm going to take some pictures and post it on uh, the American Roots page so you all can see this. The secret to having healthier clover, and this I'm going to share one of my tips with everybody, is you don't go in and mow your fields down to the dirt during the hot months. You let your your your, your wheat, uh, your oats grow high, and what it does, it creates a shade for that clover, and it doesn't get burned up by the the sun. 
So that get that helps keep your your clover healthier, and you'll see that the deer will will forage on it more throughout the hot temps in the evenings and at night. So there's a great tip. I use that same philosophy in my yard. Uh, in the summertime, I let the fescue get really high so it doesn't kill my clover. <laughs> yeah, he can't find his car. <laughs> I see no, me asking, where's no, our car? No, I can't find my lawnmower. <laughs> Got where I parked it. Uh, but, but no, that, and, and that is, I mean, that, that's, uh, that's just common sense, right, Brad? I mean, provide yeah. a little shade for, that, for the clover? Having diversity. We've yeah. got the plants that will, you know, they will, they will uh, thrive when the conditions are right. But absolutely, what Alex is talking about, when the, when the cereal rye and the oats and wheat really take off in the spring, the brassicas are pretty, they're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. But the clover just explodes. And in, in that diversity and the shading of it, they just last longer into the, into the, uh, the, the spring and summer. I mean, it's just a fantastic, you know, blend, so... Let me ask you this. During the hot temperatures when you're, say, uh, your brassicas, you know, they're dying out and you got your wheat and your oats still standing, which is creating the shade. Is there anything that our, our food plotters that uses eagle seed can do to help protect it even more? Can they go in? Now, this may sound like a stupid question, Brad, but some people's got water tanks. <laughs> that would go in and actually spray their food plots during the hot temperatures. What's your thoughts and sediments on that? Well, you know, so most of these are cool season annuals, and okay. and the brassicas are just going to die out uh, because it's their natural life cycle. Mm-hmm. But what have they done? They've taken up nutrients all winter long, and they're okay. going to slowly release those back into the soil. So you have basically a built-in slow-release nitrogen. When you talk about trying to irrigate your plots, you're going to need more than just a tank load. <laughs> <laughs> you need a pond, but it, it is it, it it can be done absolutely. A creek or a pond, uh, you know, a three and a half or a five horsepower uh, small relay pump, two inch pump. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you can hook it into a sprinkler system and and get after it. But it is more than what you what you think a thousand gallon tank would do. Oh, I just screwed up. I just bought a three gallon sprayer. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you should see my my left arm is like. Just bicep muscles, just huge from pumping that thing and walking those 200 yards of my food plot, spraying them with water every day. Yeah, but here's the thing. Well, I and, and let me tell you this, Alex, and you, you, you'll understand this because you've seen it on your property. Yeah. The amount of bees and insects that, that come alive when all of that clover oh, yeah. uh, is and, and the, uh, the rapeseed that's in there, that whenever that is blooming in the spring, the canola, mm-hmm. uh, it is just amazing, and I'm sure the turkeys have to love that. Oh, they do. They stayed in it all summer, all spring. Yeah. Hey, they speaking did. of turkeys, you know all those sunflowers that I planted this spring? For people that have planted sunflowers, uh-huh. do you just— Eagle seed sunflowers. Eagle, eagle seed sunflowers, and I tell you what, six feet tall, you got to love them. i got tons of pictures on my Facebook page of them. But um, you just drive—what I, I was doing, or was planning on doing, was just driving the tractor and just running them over, not cutting them, just running them over, knocking Push them down for the, for the turkeys to— uh, to get in there and pick at the heads of the uh, the sunflowers, and is that what you recommend, or do you want to just leave them standing? No, uh, well, no, you're right. When when you put them on the ground, they're going to be more prone to to rot after the rain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to kind of kind of do it as, as needed. You don't have to put them all down at once. I, okay. I would agree. Because yeah, you want those heads to dry and those seeds to get fully developed. I just read about yeah. harvesting sunflowers the other day. Yeah. Because I've got some all the way around my chicken pen, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's time to harvest them. 
Right. You planted some around your chicken pen too. Chicken didn't pen, you? the garden, every we got them everywhere. Yeah. I got a, I got sunflowers growing. That I didn't in areas I didn't even plant. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, they're going to weather much better if they're standing. So just use you know as needed. Chop okay. them down. Good to know. Well, Brad, you've always uh, you're always a wonderful guest, and you give so much knowledge, and you bring so much knowledge to the show. And I, I tell you, this is one of the better shows I think we've really done for information. So. We're going to wrap the show up here, Brad. I'm going to let you close it up. With People want to learn more about Eagle Seed. Give us all the avenues real quick where they can learn more about Eagle Seed. Thanks, Alex. Our, our website is eagleseed.com, and our phone number is 870-684-7377. Call us. Call us anytime. We love to discuss your, your plans and, and uh, what your goals are on your property, and we'll try to help you. Uh, achieve those goals and you also have a facebook page and instagram i believe we do eagle seed eagle seed so yeah we're out there and then there's uh we appreciate all that you've done and and uh, american roots and and mike with the, the radio station mm-hmm. i mean you you serve our area uh in in many mm-hmm. ways so we appreciate all the all the hard work you guys do we sure appreciate being a part of your family and you being a part of ours and that being said we're going to wrap this show up again thank you for being on the show uh kiss that beautiful wife of yours hugger and uh, hug old Cody for me and, and the other Cody tell him I said hi. Uh, don't kiss him. <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up, everybody. Thank you for listening to American Roots Outdoors. And our famous saying here at American Roots is, When your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. Thank you for listening. Have a safe weekend. And now tune into that bonus segment on the podcast. So you never got to worry. What the wind might do, American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Hornady presents... Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge. This is Wayne Locke. I got Mike Crace in studio. Brad Doyle's on the phone. We're going to continue. And if you're listening to this, that means you are on the bonus segment, which means you are on our podcast. We greatly appreciate you listening to our podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Four stars, okay. Anything less than that? <laughs> please don't. Please don't do that. Yeah, just don't forget even about respond. it. Don't even yeah, respond. Just don't yeah. respond. Yeah. We, yeah. Just skip over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brad, we had talked about in the uh, the first segment with you about soil preparation, the first step before you plant. But now that the the, the plants are coming up, where do we go from there to make sure they continue growing and they grow nice and healthy? Now we know you have a lot of secrets, Brad. So we want every Spill them. one of them. Spill every them. one of them. Hang out with friends who have tractors and sprayers. And <laughs> tractors that work. Hey, that's a new so, song. I, you know, I believe a lot of plant growth and plant health and maintenance is done prior to planting. Do your homework. You know, be willing to change up the, the way that you plant. Uh, go in there a couple of weeks early, maybe spray Roundup and clean the plot up. Get it ready, you mm-hmm. know. Don't be afraid to try new things. But... Following that soil test analysis, um, trying new new blends, you know, something that, you know, like, like Alex, like we developed with smorgasbord, mm-hmm. trying something different 
is is very rewarding, you know, for the long term. But uh, anybody can can be successful if they if they just prepared, and I think that's part of it: being prepared ahead of time. We can never change the amount of rainfall we're going to get or the temperature, but we can have every tool in our toolbox leading up to that. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Uh, this is Alex. Uh, have you ever went in and top dressed with a liquid fertilizer on your food plots when they first start coming up? Have you ever done that, or do you do that? Yeah, I, I you know- certainly can. I think the bulk of your fertility needs to put out as a dry granular product before, just for the uh, the amount is so much heavier than you know a couple hundred pounds is a lot of times is what's needed to uh, to get it going if you have foliar fertilizer available to you use it i mean it, there's nothing wrong with using a foliar fertilizer but most of the time you need to apply that several times to come anywhere close to what you can put out granular but it will certainly green plots up and if you find you have nutrient deficiency a foliar fertilizer is one way to correct that okay and, and now here's a question for you situation i'm in right now with the new plot area i'm getting ready to do and a lot of guys are are probably gonna have the same situation i look i drive back there i look at where my i'm gonna get ready to put my food plot and it looks like a golf course right now it's just i i got the trees out i i cleared the you know uh scratched the dirt all up this spring but now it's just nothing but knee-high grass what do you suggest to do with all that grass that's growing right now before i I even think about putting my food plot in yeah so wayne great question if you're two weeks out from planting Go ahead and terminate it with a herbicide. That way, whenever you do decide to go in there, and, and if you're going to put a, a spring tooth plow or a disc in the ground, it's going to break up so much better uh, than waiting on it. And uh, those root balls are, are just going to be a whole lot less painful to to work up. So that would be my uh, don't you know that's okay. You've got plants that have grown. You, when you turn them under, they're going to be uh, organic matter. So. Uh, but go ahead now, do yourself a favor, and try to try to kill them with a herbicide. Yeah, have you heard about the company in southeast Missouri of over around Cape Girada called Nutriplot? I have, yes. And what they do, everybody, Nutriplot, we're giving them a free plug here on the show, is they have a liquid fertilizer, and you mix it with water, and it has a flavor to it. So what it causes helps the plant growth grow, but also attracts the deer to that location to eat it. So it's kind of a neat concept. Yeah, I wouldn't I want would to put that out that before. The foliar products work best <laughs> when you do have low pH and you're trying to get it up. Yeah. That's probably when they're at their best. You know, when the plants really need help with nutrition, that's when a foliar would, would work much better than when you get the pH around 6.5 and you've, you've applied fertilizer, you're not going to see the response then as you would if you're just getting started. So, Wayne, you have a perfect example of where a foliar fertilizer may may help you more than anybody. Okay, good. Good to know. Yeah. Well, anyway, this Nutriplot, they have a flavor. One of the flavors is vanilla. And what his tip is, is that you take and spray it only bow distance of your, your tree stands. What it does, it makes them favor that area and make, puts them within bow range, and it's legal. It's kind of like hunting hmm. over bait, but you're not. Hmm. So think Thank about you. that. Very interesting. Wow, for the bow hunters, that would be pretty cool. 
right, so uh, Brad, let me ask you this: When you're talking about the smorgasbord or or any other food block product uh, that y'all handle, uh, if there's somebody that that has a lot of woods and they just want to clear a small area in the woods, I mean, is are we wasting our time doing that, or is that is that something that's helpful? And will those plants that way be able to get enough sun to produce a small food plot? Yeah. So, uh, Mike, I mean, clover is probably my go-to plant when I'm planting under limited sunlight, Mm -hmm. but I'm always going to add a nurse nurse plant with there, maybe oats or wheat. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want that to be there to help. uh, They kind of complement each other. Mm -hmm. But clover, yeah, I'd have to say clover is what I get the best result in low light conditions. You're not going to have a lot of growth compared to full sun. Uh, it'll be reduced some, but it is a great, uh, great plant to to put in those bags. Heidi hole plots, whatever you want to call that, sure. Or you slip in uh, the brassicas will do okay. Uh, they do, they do like it if you get a little more sunlight, though. Now, what, what do you mean they the, the having those two plants will complement each other? Because I'm sure they're not growing up going, dude, you look good today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, no, man, you look good. No, you look good. <laughs> They're very tiny seeds. It's a very small plant. Well, when you plant wheat or oats with it, not at a full rate, back your rate off to about a third of what you would normally plant mm-hmm. for wheat or oats, maybe 30 pounds. And with that oat being in the, in the field with the, the clover, it, it's one of, when a deer walks across it and it puts its head down, it, you know, it sees a green plant that it likes, it's going to stay there because the clover is just not going to be established enough in the very beginning. So that's why I say a nurse plant, they kind of help each other along. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what does a deer, I don't, you know, what does a deer think he wants that day? When Mm -hmm. you go in, he has choices. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you have one, you know, something that he likes. There you have it, everybody. Brad Dole, Mr. Eagle Seed Guru. This guy right here is has so much knowledge. If you've never, if you're ever in an area where he's speaking, you need to go hear this guy speak. And he's the only guy I know that checks his plants at the factory wearing a suit and tie. That's right. <laughs> no, he don't. <laughs> this guy loves the Lord, and he's a family man and very patriotic. I want to thank you for being on the show with us. We're going to wrap it up here. And uh, Redbone, give it to everybody. To all the people in the world, they can hear a famous quote. Y'all going to ask me about the fishing story? No. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Do the fishing story, man. Well, you know, this time of the year, you know, it's late in the summer, and people want to know when the fish are biting. And so they say, when's the fish biting, Redbone? About an hour before you get there and about an hour after you leave. <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> when your roots run deep and strong. There's no reason to fear the wind. Thank you, Brad Dole. Thank you to everybody in the world for listening to America Reach Outdoors. Please leave a review. 